What's up, everybody? John English here with episode number four of Broken Man Podcast. Thank you for joining us again, and thank you for all the listens so far on on the, on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Um, you know, this is a, a rough time right now for everybody. I know uh, what I want to talk about today is fear, and it and it's not. It, it's going to be for everybody in in a sense, but more so for Christians who are because I'm seeing a few Christians out here that are that you know they where they say they're Christians. Obviously, I can't uh, judge anyone. I, I I don't know where your heart is. You know, I mean, I can I can take you by your word. Uh, I can look at your actions. I can take you by where we're supposed to um, judge people by the fruit of their labors. Um, but again, even then at, at that point we're we're not supposed to be judging people. And I can't tell you whether or not you're saved or not. That's between you and God, you know, your, your relationships between you and God, you and Jesus together. It's, it has nothing to do with me or anyone else. So in saying that, uh, I guess it's going to be more geared towards Christians out there or people that believe in God and believe in Jesus. And again, right now is a really tough time for everybody. There's a lot of people out there living in fear right now because of this virus and whether you're, whether it's justified or not, because I mean, you know, obviously you're hearing so many different uh, sides to the story and you're hearing so much information and you don't know who to believe. I can tell you right now, I don't believe the mainstream media. Uh, for one, uh, they are, they have been and are still being used as a propaganda machine. If you look back, uh, just to give you an idea, and, and this is something I learned when I was doing, you know, the whole conspiracy thing. Uh, right now, there's maybe five or six at the most corporations or companies, you know, that own all, I said all, media, all media, newspapers, radio, TV, you name it, internet. There's only five or six companies now that own all of the media. So everything that you consume, that includes social media as well, because as you know, social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that, they can strike down your your uh, profile and anything that you put out there, they can take it down at any given time, anytime they want. And they'll use whatever excuse they can. I apologize, by the way, if uh, you guys hear the heat just kicked on. It's We got some weird weather here in Texas, man. It's been cold at night, and uh, actually a couple of days it was really cold. So, you know, for April, it's just kind of weird. It's really odd. Kind of weird how the weather's been cooler than normal, huh? And this virus supposedly uh, thrives in cooler weather, you know, when it starts getting hotter. I, I think somebody said 80, 80 degrees is when... This thing dies off, you know, but I don't understand that because our bodies are 98.5 or something like that. So how does it live within our body at 98 degrees and giving you uh, fevers up to 100 and something degrees and still living? Uh, but I, I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to get into conspiracy stuff. I'm, I'm trying not to. Um, so if you hear my the wind, the, the, the breeze off of the vent, you know, I apologize. Um uh, but I, I, I've restarted this a couple of times. I'm just, I'm not going to stop. So it, it's something everybody's going to have to deal with. Hopefully you won't hear it too much and it'll be okay. 
uh, you probably won't hear it as much unless I'm actually just paused and not talking. So I'll try to talk more. Um, I guess that's the whole point of a podcast, is it not? So uh, fear is gripping the world. It's not just the United States. It's not just Italy. You know, it, it's it's fear is gripping everybody. And, and you've got within the United States, you've got different cities that are experiencing different levels of fear. However... I think most cities have these hoarders that are going out and they're buying everything. They're scared to death and they go out and they buy all the toilet paper. I finally just got, after about two weeks of searching, I finally got a big roll of toilet paper or a big package of toilet paper the other day. It's pretty ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous and it's based off the media. Those five or six corporations that are running all the media outlets. So... Uh, it, it's, it's ridiculous. It really is. It's just dumb. People are, are losing their mind. And here's something that I'm really shocked about that they haven't, that there haven't been any riots yet. That people haven't lost their minds. Cause I'm seeing a lot of the old truthers from back in the day, the old, uh, you know, the old truther networks and, you know, some of the people that are involved in that. I've seen a lot of them and they're back to their old inciting, trying to incite people to do things while I agree with part of what they're saying. Um, the one thing that I discovered back in the day was a lot of these people are definitely not Christians and they, they have these new age beliefs that range in the, I mean, I can't even tell you the range is so wide uh, of some of the beliefs. Some of them are taking, uh, psychedelics to, uh, talk to these people, these angels or demons or whatever they, I mean, I think they're all demons, but uh, they're talking to gods from Egyptian gods. <laughs> I mean, it, it's hard. It's hard to keep a straight face when I read some of the stuff these people are doing. You know, I don't have to. I, I don't know about you guys, but I don't have to take any drugs. I don't have to take a drug, not one, to pray to God. And, and I pray. You know, when I pray, I pray in Jesus Christ's name, and I'm I'm assured from the Bible that my prayers are reaching God. And he appreciates the fact when you pray in Jesus Christ's name because he sent Jesus to save all of us. If it wasn't for Jesus, we would all be in really bad shape because we would have to account for every single sin that we commit. And I know there's people out there that are, well, I dedicate this and I, I volunteer here and I give food to the homeless and I, man, I'm, I'm just, I know I'm a good person cause I help people. I, I hold the door open for people and you know, I do all these things, but then inside of you, you don't even realize the sins you're committing. And I'm not going to sit here and point out everybody's sins cause I've got a million of them, but I know that it is hard to look in the mirror and realize that. It is tough. It's a tough thing to do. But all these, a lot of these people I notice, and here's the thing, as I got to know a lot of these people, and I under, you know, that's why I can speak on it. I'm not speaking on it because I've never met any of these people or didn't get involved. I mean, one of the radio stations I was involved in, and I'm not going to mention any names, but they were very heavily favoring Lucifer, and they loved Lucifer. They thought he was the good guy. A uh, matter of fact, I just watched a video, uh, David Wilcock, what a name, David Wilcock. I'd never really heard of him. Uh, I'd kind of heard of him, not 
I never really watched anything or listened to anything he had to say. He just posted a video uh, a few days ago about um, it basically started off kind of in line with the QAnon stuff that's been going on, that this is all a cover-up so that President Trump and the uh, alliance, quote-unquote, I'm doing quotes in the air right now, and you can't see me, but I'm doing it. <laughs> the alliance, and they're going to, with the help of the military, they're supposed to go in and rescue these children that have been, over the years, have been taken and sexually abused and sold in, in slavery to all of these bankers and Hollywood stars and music stars and producers and directors and, you know, the Harvey Weinsteins and the Jeffrey Epsteins and all the other Steins, you know. The whole thing was that they're supposed to go in. Uh, there's going to be three days of darkness starting on Good Friday, which is ironic since, you know, Good Friday, if you if you don't happen to know, Good Friday is when uh, Christians celebrate the, uh, I hate to use the word celebrate, but because Jesus died for us, it actually is a celebration. If it wasn't for him, we're accounting for our sins. He died for us, for all of our sins. So he's crucified on Good Friday. Three days later, he rises, and that's what they say Easter is, even though I'm not going to get into it about the pagan stuff, okay? Because I think it's where your heart is. It's not necessarily what you're celebrating. You know, it's, it's, I mean, some of it's, most of it's in your heart, okay? I understand why a lot of Christians go to Easter services and stuff like that, because you're, you're celebrating the resurrection. You know, you're, uh, he, Jesus died Good Friday, and then three days later he rose again, right? So that's the whole premise behind the modern day, I should say that, the modern day Easter celebration, okay? Even though it was actually a Roman pagan Easter, that's where the whole bunny stuff comes from. Bunny and eggs is from the whole Easter pagan beliefs. But anyway, uh, see, I'm, I'm, I'm going to slip into this. I, I'm afraid I'm going to slip into it. And I probably actually will talk about it at some point in time, probably next week. But um, so <clears throat> that's the whole point of that. And, and their program is mimicking that, which to me I think is mocking God. I consider that mocking Jesus Christ by saying, okay, um, this three days of darkness is supposed to happen. And by darkness, I mean no internet, no phone. We'll have electricity, but that's it. And you're going to be locked down. And this is when the military and or the alliance, I should say, creeps into the tunnels and the underground bunkers and saves all the children and arrests all of the evil doers, all the pedophiles, satanic pedo pedophiles. And this David Wilcock, he was talking about, he's, he sounds exactly like a lot of the new age or people that I was involved with back in the day, except back then they loved Lucifer and they thought Lucifer was awesome. And they thought he was the good guy. Jesus is the bad guy. And, uh, or actually God was the bad guy and then uh, Jesus was just a prophet and, and, you know, he was just the, uh, he's a consciousness. You have the Jesus consciousness, man, you know, that stuff. But anyway, um, they, the whole three days of darkness and then they're arresting all these people and blah, blah, blah. Now here, I want to tell you something. I would love to see that. I would love to see 
all these satanic pedophiles arrested, uh, they will pay for their sins, obviously. They will pay in the end uh, with hell. <laughs> you know, unless they say get saved, they're going to hell for sure. But uh, in even them, they can they can ask for Jesus Christ to come into their life, and they could if they believe on Jesus Christ, and they're they're you know they can be saved as well. Uh, Jesus is there for all sinners, not only yours but everybody else's. That's that's a bitter pill to swallow when you talk about how much you hate somebody because of what they've done and how much uh, they've done to other people, how much terror they've caused, or how much pain they've caused to other people. It's hard to imagine. Even they get another chance if they accept Jesus Christ. And that's, that's, I think that's what keeps a lot of people away from Christianity. That's one of the things. There's a million things out there that, that they, you know, keep them away, keep them away from it. But, um, so I get it. And he sucks you in with this talk about this QAnon type style talk about how they're going to save the children. And, well, he doesn't talk about so much about saving the children, I don't think. Uh, it's more about the arrests. He doesn't really touch on the children thing. I've seen that in other articles and by QAnon and all that. But uh, he's talking more about the arrest, arresting the people that are uh, have been responsible, the Illuminati, uh, all these people, all these evil, evil people that have been, you know, ruling the world for years, right? Which is true. You know, that that is true. He takes little bits and pieces of truth and he throws it at you. And then at the very, then he starts getting about the middle of, this is like over a three, this is like a three and a half hour video. He did this live on YouTube and had 30 something thousand people watching live at one time. And if you've ever done YouTube or like done live events on YouTube and stuff like that, like I think the most I've ever seen someone pull in at one time was maybe a couple thousand, maybe 5,000, a big celebrity. This guy had 30 5,000 plus at one time watching this garbage. And I didn't realize that I guess 4 4 is was some big deal in the new age community where they, they all meditate together and they're opening a portal. Yeah, I bet they are. I bet they're opening a portal. <laughs> Except the good entities they think are coming through are not. They're, they're, they're channeling demons. That's what these people are doing, and they don't even know it. That's what's sad. They, these people got sucked in to this philosophy, and and they're they're actually suck. They're 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 actually trying to bring these demonic forces in, and they think they're good. See, that's the whole point. If you read Revelation, the book of Revelation, in the end, things that were good are going to be bad. Bad is going to be good. It's flipped around. Everything's flipped around. And it says it in the Bible. It was predicted thousands of years ago. It's in the Bible. Just read it. But most people won't. I haven't read all of it. You know, I know in parts of it, I know enough of it to be dangerous, I guess, but I need to read more of it. But that's, that's the way it's supposed to be in the end times. It's going to, people are going to be looking. That's why you see, you see all these stories about they're trying to legalize pedophilia. They're trying to legalize all this stuff that is so evil and dark. You know, I mean, it, it's just, it's crazy. But, uh, so anyway, he sucks you in with all this talk. And then, and then towards the middle of it, you start seeing that new age garbage come out about, he's talking about quadrahedrons and rectangles and, you know, <laughs> hexagrams and, 
you know, he's talking about all these shapes and, uh, it, it just, it goes off the rails, man. It just goes completely off the rails, but that's what they do. That's how these people operate. And, and I was telling a good friend of mine, that's how these people operate. They suck you in with stuff that is sort of true and truth, truth and stuff that's speculative, but it could be true. And it makes sense. Some of it makes a lot of sense. They suck you in with that and they reel you in and they're just sitting there. It's like a fishing pole and they're just reeling and reeling and reeling and you're just taking all of it in. You're like, oh, that's how the whole truth movement was back in the day. That's why I exited when I did because I saw where it was going. This one particular radio station had a lot of different people on the station. Some of the people I loved and respected and I didn't attack them. I didn't go after them. I just left it alone because if you're going to, if you want to, you know, these, some of these people knew what the Bible was all about. They know about it. They just choose to reject Jesus Christ. That's your choice. You do, you do what you got to do. It doesn't, I'm not going to, um, unfriend you and I'm not going to not talk to you anymore. I might distance myself from you because I need the support from other Christians to keep going. That's what we do as Christians. We try to support each other. So I've seen all of this before. All of this talk, I've seen it before. I've seen the attitudes behind it. I've seen, um, it's weird because they get so close to the truth, they butt right up against it. They get right up to the wall, but they can't get over the wall. They refuse to believe Jesus Christ. They just refuse. They will believe anything but the Bible. Literally anything. They will tell you to your face that the Bible is a fairy tale and it's a story and it's this and it's that and all this other stuff. They never come up with hard evidence and proof that it's wrong because they can't. They're just so, it's so ingrained and it's so unfortunate because some of these people are so smart. And I would love to see them on God's side. I would love, because some of these people are in are a very influential. They have the speaker's voice. They have the ability to put sentences together, unlike myself. I do the best I can, but there's a, most of these people are much better speaking. And that's why, that's why Satan picks these people to do this stuff. They don't even realize they're being used for that. But that's why they're being picked for this stuff, is because they are so influential, and they are so good at drawing crowds and having people you know believe whatever is coming out of their mouth. Because some of these... Some of the guys were like way out there way back then, and they still had followers. They still had people that swore by them and would fight you to the death over what they said. But I knew back then the new age move, the the stuff. I knew the direction it was going, so I exited. You know that's one of the reasons. And it, and and the one thing that we did agree with is fear. But they had it in a different situation. So fear. I'm I'm going to get right into it now. I've, I've already rambled way too long, but fear. It's mentioned 400 times in the, in the King James Bible. The word fear is mentioned 400 times. How do I know that? Because I have the pure Bible search software. If you are a Christian and you want to go look, even if you're not a Christian, I guess you can download it. Just Google search pure uh, King James pure Bible search. 
and it'll take you to the website. You can download it. There's an application for your Mac, and there's also an application for Windows PC. If you have a phone, you would have to use your browser. And uh, but you you can with phones, if you want to do that, you can actually use the browser. You can you go to it. And then you can make that an actual shortcut on your home screen. And then you just press on it and it'll go right to it. So you don't have to search for it again. You know what I'm saying? Or have to keep a web page open in your browser. Uh, you can just, it'll just pop right to it. But the way it's designed is you can put any word, phrase, you name it, into a search engine. And you can search by different, uh, uh, it's case sensitive searches, uh, accent sensitive. Uh, you can exclude things like you can put a word into exclude, you know, and, and disable there's, there's all kinds of stuff you can do with this. And it's an awesome, awesome tool. I found out about it through pastor Mike. I think he actually had a, a, something to do with it. He didn't write the software and it's actually open source. So they are uh, adding to it all the time, updating it all the time. You can look up the Bible, the King James Bible. Um, and I think there's different Bibles in here. I haven't actually, I haven't actually gone into it. I haven't used a bunch of it, uh, just a little bit of it. I use the word search and stuff like that, but, uh, cause I actually have a Bible and I have the Bible on my phone as well. So, uh, but I guess I could, you could use it for that too. You could read the Bible, but you can actually mark, they have markers, different colored markers for verses and stuff like that. It's really cool software. It really is. So pure Bible search. It's completely free. Not, no charge whatsoever. It's completely free. Um, so anyway, I, I looked up the word fear, like I said, 400 times. And it varies. The word fear is used in various different ways. So you've got, um, there's parts in there that talk about how you shouldn't be afraid, obviously. And then there's parts in there where they want you to, you know, God's word tells you only fear God. You shouldn't fear anything but God. And don't take that the wrong way. Some people are going to take that and they're going to use that. That's what these new agers do. This oh, you're a God's a vengeful God. He's he hates he hates regular people and he's going to burn people in hell. And you know why would you believe somebody that like that? Who would do that? So there's all there's different ways they're using the word fear. But the over. I guess I didn't really go through and count every single instance as and try to figure out exactly, you know, how many times, you know, how many verses uh, were used in this context, how many verses used in that context. But what I'm going to do is I did highlight a few and I wanted to go over some of these. So we got, which one what was my first one that I actually put in here? All of us should be trusting God right now. And, and we're human beings. We're going to have some, anxiety and some fear that's something we have to work through but for me personally i've just been extreme you know way more calm about this than i would have thought i would have been if you would have told me 10 years ago hey you're gonna go through this and you're you know are you gonna be curled up in the corner crying you know or what and 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 i didn't realize because i know this stuff has to happen this all this stuff has to happen and what I started, you know, I've said in the past and what I've started to say, I think, in this podcast is no matter what is the reason behind coronavirus or whatever you want to believe, it doesn't matter what the reason is at this point because right now we need to address the fear factor, not to get it confused with the Joe Rogan show. 
And I'm seeing a few Christians out there that are afraid, and, and, and some of it is justifiable, but you need to, and some of them are put a lot more effort into putting Bible verses out there and, you know, talking to people about it than I do. But you have to stop being so afraid. I know it's tough. And I've seen some posts of, you know, who, you know, one of the things that really breaks my heart is single mothers that are, have maybe have smaller kids and stuff like that. And they're stuck at home and they're, uh, they don't know how they're going to feed their kids and they're afraid that they're going to run out of money and food. And, you know, and, and that's amplified the bigger the family, you know, I get it. But I can tell you from past experience, and, and if you listen to the last two podcasts, episode two and three, my uh, testimony, I, and I didn't even go through everything that God's done for me. I haven't even, I didn't even touch on probably maybe half. But if you truly give your heart to God, if you truly believe Jesus Christ died for you, and you get on your knees and you repent from your sins and you accept Jesus Christ, he's going to take care of you. He's not going to give you everything you want. That is a big, big um, misconception. But a lot of the, you know, most of the time, he always gave me what I needed at the time. So, you know, the biggest thing is his will is going to be done whether you like it or not. And and you and if you choose to accept Christ, it's going to all end much better than it would have normally. But anyway, uh, the first one I wanted to talk about was Numbers 14.9. So Numbers chapter 14, verse number 9. Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. So what it's saying is, to what I get out of that, is you're not supposed to fear man and what's going on around you physically. God's with you. God's going to take care of you. If you're saved, if you're truly saved, it's not going to matter if they hurt you or even kill you because you're going to heaven. You're going to be with God. And you're going to be with all the other believers and all the saints. You're going to a much better place than what than this place is. So you're not supposed to fear the stuff around you. And that's one of the things that I think people struggle with because we have to live this every day. I get it, dude. I, I Dudes and dudettes, I don't know why I said that, but I, I get it. I really, really do get it. I understand. But you've got to trust God. You have to put your complete trust in him. Pray every day, twice a day, three times a day if you have to. Ask God for control and compassion and, and, and you know, for food. Ask him for food. People think you can't ask God for little silly stuff, little stuff. This whole last week, I haven't been able to sleep at all, hardly. I get, I work nights. I get home in the morning. Usually, I could, you know, get to sleep pretty well, pretty close to when I get home. And then I try to get up early because before, when my son was in school, 
I had to be up to go pick him up from school. He rode the bus in the morning, and then I picked him up in the afternoon. So I had to go to bed as soon as I got home. But then with all this going on, this coronavirus, you know, everything going on right now, you know, for whatever reason, I'm sure I think part of it's probably God's like, get up and do your stuff, do a podcast or do whatever you need you to be do something for me. And then I ignore it. And then I lay there and I can't sleep. He woke me up out of a dead. Well, and didn't wake me up. Well, he did wake me up and uh, that was a different situation. But the other night he wouldn't let me go to sleep last weekend. This is on a weekend, and he would not let me go to sleep because I want, he wanted me to get up and look up whatever the next show was going to be, which is this show here, which is about fear. So I got up, and I did the research. And then when I was done with the research, I fell asleep, you know, slept like a baby. So pray. I've been praying for sleep. I'm like, Lord, please let me go to sleep. I, I just I have to. I got to sleep. You know, and it, and it works for the most part. But I know there's something else I need to be doing for God. I mean, I know that, that it, there's some something else that I should be doing. And then just to just a, to back that up, if you go to Deuteronomy chapter 3, verse 22, ye shall not fear them, for the Lord your God, he shall fight for you. That's what God did for me my entire life when growing up and all these bullies were trying to uh, intimidate me and do, you know, and other kids as well. You know, there's other kids that are believing God and stuff like that, and they were protected because not every kid got beat up or attacked. I wasn't the only one. I'm not special. Never said I was. But he will fight for you. He will protect you. A majority of the time when things bad things happen to us, it has something to do with one of our decisions. People have a real tough time with that, especially Christians. They have a real hard time with that. Non-believers use it as an excuse to say that God doesn't exist because good thing or bad things happen to good people. Well, a lot of those actions happen because of a decision that a human being made, whether it was that particular human or someone around them. And it also has to do with free will. Free will has its ups and downs. One of the big downs is sometimes bad things happen to good people, and it sucks, and I get it. But it's all part of the plan, and, and eventually the plan will be known. Eventually we'll know everything. You get up to heaven, you're going to know everything. God's going to allow you to, to, to know everything. That, why this happened? Why did this happen when this happened? Why did this happen? We'll know all of that stuff at some point in time. Right now, we can only control what's going on around us. So if you drink and drive and you have an accident, whose fault is it? It's not God's fault that your, your kid or your father or your daughter or your uh, wife or your cousin or uncle died in a car accident because they were drinking and driving. It's their fault. If they hadn't been drinking and driving, they wouldn't have been there. Same thing when they get killed driving too fast. You know, driving, you know, uncontrollably or playing with a loaded gun. And it goes off and kills somebody. And this might have been the best person in the world. They, they helped everybody. They could be the Mother Teresa of their neighborhood. 
a lot of what happens to us is because of direct things that, that we do, you know, or say, or our opinions or, or whatever. And it's tough to deal with. I understand. I get it. It's really super tough to deal with. It was a hard pill to swallow. I can tell you right now when I first figured all that out. Um, if we go to Joshua 10, 25, so Joshua chapter 10, verse 25, and Joshua said unto them, fear not, nor be dismayed, be strong and of good courage. For thus shall the Lord do to all your enemies against whom ye fight. So again, another example of God fighting for you. Stop worrying about, and that's where the new agers and that's where the truthers and all that were, were started going off the rails. They think they're going to stand up and fight the system. Fight the man, man. I got news for you. It's a great concept, but anarchy, not the answer. Anarchy is just another excuse for non-believers to be able to do whatever they want to do and sin however they want to sin. They, and if that's the way you want to live, hey, that's your deal. It's your, your soul, not mine. But you're going to find out eventually being able to have whatever you want will never fill that void ever. You are all born, all of us, not you all, we all are born with a void. We are all born sinners. We are all born with a void in our lives. What you choose to fill with, or excuse me, what you attempt to attempt to fill that void with is your choice. It's the beauty of free will. But I can tell you from experience, nothing will fill that void except Jesus Christ. But all these people out here, they want to continue on trying to fill it with alcohol and drugs and sex and pornography and movies and music and new cars and new houses and friends, money, gold, whatever. Worldly possessions, worldly ideas. None of it will fill the void ever. You can try. Why do you think these men and women out here that are rich beyond belief and they never can have enough? Power is another big one. Power is the probably the biggest one. Greed is the reason why it's a deadly sin. You know, so it's something you need to keep in mind. You'll never fill that void. Jesus is the only one that can fill that void. And if you don't haven't tried it yet, maybe you should try it and you can, you'll get it. So that was just another, so th those are examples of, of uh, God's word telling you that yes, there's going to be times when you're going to have to fight. Someone attacks you or something. It's just human nature to fight back. But if you trust God and you accept Jesus and you, you accept his help, you're going to find that you get through life a little bit easier. And then there's a part of God's word that tells you to only fear the Lord. Because basically you take, you go from there 
where don't fear all these people out here. Don't fear the coronavirus. Don't fear cancer. Don't fear uh, everything the media is trying to tell you to be afraid of. Don't fear all that. God's got that. You got it? I mean, God's got all that under control. And it might be not be what you agree with, and it might not be what you need or want at the time, but it's God's will, and we all have to accept that. If you're going to believe in Jesus and you're going to believe in God, you've got to accept that. It's God's will. And things will be made known to you that need to be made known to you at the time. God will reveal things to you. God will reveal his word to you if you will just ask. 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 14, if you will fear the Lord and serve him and obey his voice and not rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then shall both ye and also the king that reigneth over you continue following the Lord your God. Also, 1 Samuel, uh, Samuel 12, 24, only fear the Lord and serve him in truth and with all your heart, for consider how great things he hath done for you. Like sending Jesus to die for your sins so that he paid for all of your sins, all of your sins that have hurt so many people around you, as well as yourself, ruined your life. I'm, I'm waving a flag right now. I let Satan come right in and steal my family. I let him, I didn't even, he didn't even steal it. I gave it to him. That's what I did. I lost my family. And all I can do now is pray that they find Jesus and they, they accept Jesus and try to live the best life they possibly can, you know, with God. That's the only, that's all I can do now because I, I lost them. It's my fault. It's not God's fault. It was my sin that did that. Do the other parties sin? Yes. And they have to deal with that as well. We all have to deal with that. The consequences of your sins don't go away. You commit murder, you're still going to go to prison. You turn to God, you're still going to go to prison. These guys that go to prison and they think that they, they can go to their parole hearing with a Bible in their hand and they're going to get some kind of extra credit and, and get out early or whatever or get out, period. It don't work like that, folks. It, it does not work that way. Honestly, fear is a waste of time and energy. You know, another verse, uh, 2 Kings 17, 39, but the Lord your God ye shall fear, and he shall deliver you out of the hand of all your enemies. Again, you fear only God, only fear God, trust God to take care of you, and he will deliver you. He delivered me. You think all them kids, and even, you know, up till now, there's probably guys that want to beat me up. Some of the times I deserved it. I would have deserved it. Because trust me, I ain't perfect in any of this. My sins, you know, but God will deal with that. But you trust God. You accept Jesus Christ. You trust God to fight your battles for you. You fear him. He will take care of everything else. I mean, it's, it's, it really is that simple. 
but people just don't, they refuse to believe it. They refuse to accept that. They will not put all their trust in God. And they try to fix it themselves by fighting and shooting and killing and beating people up and, you know, all the different things that they do that, that we humans do and get into to try to take care of our own problems ourselves. In Psalms 25, 14, the secret of the Lord. And by the way, there is no secrets in the Bible. This isn't Freemasonry. This isn't all the other weird religions, Mormonism and all these other religions, you know, the Catholic Church. This isn't them. They've got secrets. So don't take this verse the wrong way. But there is no secrets in the Bible. Everything that you need to know is right there in front of you in the Bible. Okay, so Psalms 25, 14, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him and he will show them his covenant. So in other words, all these people out here that hate God, don't believe the Bible and think it's a fairy tale and all that, these people, a lot of these people will never believe. They're so, their, their heart is hardened, and they will never believe. That's something you have to accept as a Christian, that people you love and care about, family, friends, neighbors, a lot of these people, a majority of these people will never come to God because they don't want to, and, and their heart is just so blackened and hardened towards God. They refuse to give up world, the world. They, they refuse to give it up. They will not. But even though that says the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, that's it's not a secret. It's telling you right there. So fear, I mean, you, you've got to get a grip. I mean, you really do. You've got to get some of these people, you guys, people, you got to calm down. The panic has to stop. Uh, Psalms 56, 4, in God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Just reiterating the same thing. 400 times in the Bible, fear is used. And in all the verses, it's telling you basically, Fear God. Don't fear everything else. Stop being afraid. Yeah, some of these truthers and some of these people are telling you the same thing, but they're telling you basically they're trying to incite you to, to fight back. And, you know, if we pray, if we get together and pray, and, you know, God's going to take care of you. It's going to take care of all of us. The Bible tells you what's coming. Okay, and we can't stop it. Whatever, they're telling you you can stop it. No, you cannot stop it. In theory, if 7 billion people rose up against the controllers, the elite, the true people that really run the world, could we? We could slow it down. But there's somebody else is going to rise. This is world history, all. I mean, if you you better look at the the world history since you know, they started recording all of the different kingdoms from day one. It's all about power and greed. The rulers, the rich, the elite, it's always been there. No matter how much the people have fought back, it always happens again. Somebody in the Somebody in the group of people that fight back is going to want power and more power. And I've seen it in the truther movement. Guys fighting with each other about who had the most subscribers and who was telling the right thing. And, oh, well, I got it first. I, I broke the story first. 
there was a hierarchy in, in the truther movement. And, and if you didn't follow the right hierarchy and, and kiss the right butts, you didn't get anywhere. So the basis of the basic thing about this show, I've, I've gone on for like 45 minutes. The basic thing you need to know is stop being afraid. That's the first thing. Stop panicking. I know it's scary, but if you put your trust in God, surround yourself with people that trust God and believe in God and that believe that Jesus died for our sins, you surround yourself with the right people and you just pray, pray, and pray again. God will be there for you. He was there for me my entire life, even though I wasn't praying and I wasn't doing what I should have been doing. He was still there for me, protecting me. Um, I, I, again, I didn't give you half the cases of what God has done for me in my life. And, and some of the crazy things that have happened that I was like, wow, I realized later on, I'm like, whoa, that was God. God's got this. Okay. This is all part of God's will. This is all part of God's plan. And, and I'm, if you want peace, is that what you want? You want peace and trust God. Believe in Jesus Christ. That's the only way you're going to get peace. That's why they call Jesus the Prince of Peace. And why he says, turn the other cheek. And, you know, Jesus isn't about getting up your guns and, and attacking City Hall. There's a way to do things. There's a, there's a way to fight battles. There's a way to do things. Um, I'm trying to do things God's way. And I think we all should. And if we all did, this world would be a much better place. You know, several times in Psalms, Psalms uh, 118.6, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? What, are you going to kill me? You're going to beat me to a bloody pulp? You're going to kill me? Go ahead. Send me, to, send me home a little sooner. But I can tell you right now, you're not going to kill me. You're not going to do anything to me that is not in God's will. You will not take my life. God will allow it to happen when it's time. That's it. That's the truth. That is fact. So um, I appreciate each and every one of you for listening to, to this podcast. I might continue this a little bit on the next show, and I'm going to try to have shows up more often through the week. Like you might see two episodes this week. Huh? And, and I probably need to be doing more because I think that's what God's trying to get me to do. I really do. I think God's trying to, uh, he's trying to, you know, I need to start saying something because I feel like the need is getting close. We're getting close, y'all. We really are getting close. And in one sense, I'm saddened because I know what's coming and I know the suffering that's going to happen. And I know all the people that are just going to, there's still going to be people cursing God. When Jesus comes down, man, people are going to be cursing him. The gnashing of teeth, all that. It's all in the book of Revelation. Some of them are going to be your loved ones. You know? Some, some people you know are going to die through all this. Make sure they're saved. Share the word of God. Share Jesus. God will provide those opportunities. You don't, it's not necessarily, you got to go door to door and, you know, through your whole neighborhood. I mean, it's not going to hurt, I guess, if you did that, but I think God will give us, God puts us in those, those places and in, in, in the right opportunity at the right time, you just got to know when to share. 
You know, whether it's a homeless person, whether it's your rich neighbor, whether it's your friend or coworker or whatever, if, they, if you, there's something comes up and you can slip it in, you know, hey, and just and, and all you got to do is plant the seed. You don't have to browbeat somebody to death about this. You know, it's God's job to turn. You know, God is the only one that can turn people to him. Right. So he's the only one that can make that conversion. We can't do that. You're not going to turn your neighbor or your wife or your kids. That's one thing that I had to realize. I can't turn my kids. I wish I could. All I can do is, is, is open the door. They have to be the ones to walk through it. And God will do what God does. So, um, Hopefully I didn't ramble on too much in this. There was actually, I didn't even get to half the verses I highlighted because I, I just wanted you to understand a lot of it that's, that's going on out there. You know, the fear, the, the use of the word fear in the Bible, they use it in two or three different ways, but it all basically boils down to fear God. That's it. Fear God. God's the only one you should be fearing right now. And then he will take care of the rest. If you fear God, you're praying every day and you're praying in Jesus name and you're, you're trying your best to, to do what God would want you to do. And there's a lot of things that we need to be doing as Christians. Those are the works, the quote unquote works that people talk about, but you can't get into heaven just from works. You still got to believe Jesus Christ died for your sins. And he did. I believe it. And uh, I hope some of you will believe it at some point in time because I love each and every one of you and I want you all to be there with me. And I mean that from the heart. A lot of people I love, know and love out there that, that, that aren't believers and I wish they were. And I don't know what to do. So um, everybody stay strong. Pray every day as many times as it takes. Don't panic. Don't fear. Stop spreading the panic and the fear. Get away from the media. Take some time to be with your family while you're locked down. You know, share the word when you can. Read the Bible. It's a good time. You're locked down. You're not doing anything. Read the Bible. So, uh, again, thank you all. I love you all. God bless each and every one of you, and I hope to talk to you again real, real soon.